Welcome to Rawsome Parenting. It's Kathy and Lynn. This is a platform where parents can offload and say anything anonymously. If you have a story, we want to hear from you. Because parenting is raw, it's awesome, it's Rawsome. Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining us. This is episode number four, where we're going to dive into uh, this letter. It actually says, I don't know how to be honest with my spouse when it comes to finances. How do you feel about it, Lynn? Oh, my God. This very, very big word. Yeah. Before we even get into that, I just want to, you know, I actually, people don't know this, but we record our episodes intermittently, right? So how have you been, Kathy? Well, of course, you and I, I'm going to speak for myself. I I miss the being in person, of course. But, you know, due to COVID, we got to make it work. Oh, it's so much to juggle, hey? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also trying to figure out what works and what doesn't, right? So, you know, does the recording on the Zoom work better audio-wise versus the Audacity and GarageBand, all that stuff? So, yeah, it's it's been... uh, it's been challenging, but it's a learning curve for everything. So yeah, we'll be pros at this. There's we'll just so pros. there's so many different platforms. I'm so glad though that we have a sound person to help us with all of this. For those of yes. you who don't know, we have a a person who's in the background. He's doing all of the amazing stuff with putting these podcasts together. His name is Vin, and his uh, production company is called Vindaloo Productions. And so yeah. it's. We're so lucky to have somebody like that Mm -hmm. helping us out, right? Because I listen to some of these episodes and I think, oh, it sounds just fine. But then a professional comes in and they're like, it's not fine. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) So we just have to record and re-record. But I'm glad that we're here with all of this stuff. And finances is a big, huge topic. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, like, it's something that I tend to shy away from a lot. And even in the past, it wasn't because I have a shameful relationship with money. But I think for the most part... I might fall into that category of people who just doesn't know how to bring up the topic, you know, without it sounding tacky or <clears throat> for whatever reason it is. So it's difficult. Well, yeah, it's difficult for a lot of people. And thank you for being so vulnerable and open about that, because then I, I by doing that, I think it urges people to get vulnerable and authentic with it, too, because the word finances, it's a big topic. It's a big topic because it's not taught in school. So and it's taught usually in the home and everyone grows up completely differently, right? So now you're going to get, put the word finances in a couple. Yeah, there's a lot of arguments that could happen. So I, and I see it all the time and it's happened in my own uh, relationships too. So it's a, it's a big one. It is, it is. Mm -hmm. So let's get right into that letter so that Mm -hmm. uh, we can let our listeners hear what a particular person is uh, struggling with. So our writer here writes, hello, and thank you for creating this podcast, because I've been wanting to talk about this issue for quite some time. My internal judgment and the fear of what others will think is causing me to not do anything at all. I am married and my wife leaves the finances in my hands. Yes, I know how to pay bills online and the easy general stuff. What I'm struggling with is the spending on credit cards and then also spending the cash we have. Growing up, I was never taught how to manage money. Yeah, my father took care of it and always told me not to spend more than I have, but still to this day, don't really understand how to manage our finances properly. Recently, with the events of COVID, etc., I have racked up our credit cards significantly. My wife doesn't see the bill, but currently, we have $20,000 in credit card debt. I'm afraid to tell her because I don't want her to think less of me as a man, and I don't want to cause her distress because she stresses enough about our baby that is four months old. 
I'm living in constant anxiety because of it. I keep thinking that when I tell her, she will be super angry with me. Knowing that the debt is getting bigger and bigger makes me just not want to do anything. But I also know that if I don't face it, both problems will only continue to grow. I would love some insight on this. Okay, Kathy, I'm going to defer this to you. Wow, where do I even begin? Um, it's This is a tough topic because I... Being in my role, I'm a financial advisor, so it's very hard for me to not just jump into the advisory role. Yes. So let me just take a step back here. The part where he says he's living in constant anxiety because of it, I understand that piece very well. Mm. Because he's creating a story around her getting angry and all this stuff. I think that part, I, I would probably put my perspective as like, let's not create a story story around that part. Um, and it might help him out a little bit. And I would like to know if he's maybe dug a little bit deeper in terms of where he's, why he's scared about these finances, right? Yeah. How did he grow up around finances? Is that why he is anxious about the whole topic? Was he taught? Was he not taught? Oh yeah, no, I can resonate with that because I know that for myself growing up, my my parents taught me that children were never supposed to handle money and yeah, so that's the same with my household too right for sure so I remember growing up never touching money and and I was never actually taught the value of handling money what I was taught was that you shouldn't be spending money frivolously you know I grew yeah. up with very humble beginnings and it was tough to see other children get things and have things and then me never being able to have a say or control over the money that people were giving me for birthdays or anything like that. And so as a child, I didn't understand the concept of how to save, of how to manage, of how to do any of those things when it came to finances. Right. Then as an adult, right. what happened was the second I was able to spend my own money, I just went crazy. You know, there was no limit to it. And then somebody told me that I could live on credit. And that was like game over. Because I started buying all the things that I wanted from childhood and mm -hmm. I started doing all the things that I wanted to until I couldn't. You know, it got to a point where yeah. I can see this this writer, he says he's now 20K in debt. COVID has brought him yeah. to a place where they've spent all the cash as well. And of course, there's a lot of anxiety around that because what you said about going back into childhood, what did he learn growing up? If it's anything that resembles what I learned about money growing up, you do get stuck in these ruts and then it does become very overwhelming for sure. Right. And I grew up very similar to you, very humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. And I was never allowed to handle money either. It was always, you know, my parents that was handling the money. And you mentioned something about um, handling the cash part, right? Mm -hmm. I'm listening to this audiobook right now. It's called Make Your Kid a Money Genius because my niche market is families. Right. And teaching them finances. And I was thinking back, I'm like, what do I need to do to make my skills sharper to help families? So where does it stem from? It stems from childhood. So it says in this particular book, it's by Beth Coblin Cobliner. We'll have it in our uh, description so that as a resource, it's a great book. And she said, it's way better when we're teaching our kids about finances to actually give them cash versus a prepaid debit card or a prepaid visa card. It is proven that when people, when kids learn to use cash and they have the cash in hand, 
they are more um, conscious about what they're spending versus the people who have the cards. So mm. I found that super interesting because it's it's just like just the tweak, right? You can have the same amount of cash as you will on a debit card, but because you're not knowing what you're spending on the actual card, they're constantly overspending or they're, they're just out of money faster. That's fair. And I love that. I love that concept of teaching children that from er- an early age. And it sounds yeah. like it's something much more tangible because yes. it comes down to people rely heavily on their senses, right? So it's not just about um, getting children and people to tap into their intuition because that doesn't get fully developed and we're not fully aware of it until we're 25 and older. Right. And so you can imagine that any sort of beliefs we take around finances into our early adulthood or into our youth is going to highly affect the way we show up as parents, right? I oh, want to go. Course. I definitely want to go back to this letter though. For this man, he says that he's the spending is is part of the struggle but it's the idea of bringing it up and talking to his wife about it being in finances kathy what have you seen from other couples and how have they been able to sort of like overcome things like this well first of all i i look into things a little bit deeper when it comes to meeting with my clients and i remember a few appointments where the conversation got pretty heated and when i look at the psychology behind these arguments it's a lot of ego Right. It's a lot of ego. So I usually I'm able to get my clients to the point where it's it's a really safe environment. And that's why they're able to share so openly and honestly. And they do get into arguments in front of me. So it's so important to create that safe space for my clients. And in that particular one that I'm talking about is I got to the point where I was like, hey, look, I'm not here to create arguments for you guys, but I see why you guys are bumping heads a little bit. You're afraid to look bad. You're afraid to look bad. How about we just set aside some ego right now? And they both looked at me and they're kind of like, moment of silence. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Yeah, of course. You're so right. I'm so afraid of what, how he's going to look at me if I tell him the truth about my spending. Yes, of course. Of course. And, and that does tap into the fear that this writer has, where he says that he's afraid of these judgments and a lot of them are internal. Right. His internal judgments are coming forward. He doesn't know what she's going to say. He doesn't know what she's going to think. And I imagine there's a part of him that is highly concerned about the idea of maybe even transferring some of these responsibilities that he's taken on. My curiosity in situations like this is who talks about the roles that everybody's going to take on when you enter a relationship? Because how did that, it come to be that he was in charge of the finances? Was it a default? Roles in relationship. Who decides? When do they decide? Who taught us who was going to be in charge of what? You know? Well, I'm going to be honest. Um, a lot of couples don't talk about that because we don't know that we need to talk about it. And it's usually when, you know, poop poop hits the fan is then we're like, oh my gosh, this is a conversation that we should have had before we had kids or before we became parents. I know that that's what happened for, for us, for sure. And it was hard to take that step backwards to figure out where we went wrong and then move forward again, right? But as soon as we did dig deep, both sides, my spouse and myself, we're now on the same page. Yes. So it sounds to me like it does require effort and work and a conscious desire to be on the same page I know you know for me when I grew up I watched my mom handle all the finances in the house my dad he worked and so did my mom 
But anytime the money came home, my mom was the one who was responsible for making sure that the bills were paid, for making sure that she set up whatever savings accounts were needed for the kids, and so on and so forth. And it was just almost like this default, so that when I got into a relationship and I got married, my, my shame came forward in the way that I didn't know how to handle all of that growing up because, first yeah. of all, I wasn't allowed to. And then now here I was married to a person who was exceptional with managing finances. And yeah. so the default went to him to manage all that. He was in charge of paying the bills. He was in charge of managing the money and all those things. And I'm a very competent person when it comes to doing things like this. And yet I took a very big step backwards. And we never talked about that. We never talked right. about why was he the one in charge. We never talked about you know, what would happen if I couldn't one day afford to pay for things? Um, and so the day did come and I did struggle and I stayed silent and I just found ways to do it on my own in the background. And I felt so alone. I felt so ashamed to even think that I needed to bring something like this up. And it was, it was just one of those hindrances in our relationship that nobody really talked about because he didn't want to further shame me and I didn't want to burden him with something right. that was really my responsibility. And it sounds right. like this writer is struggling with the same thing as well because his wife is in charge of looking after their child and it's almost like it was this agreement that they had. Yeah, and you know, what I hear from what you just shared is basically the fear, the fear from both sides, right? And that's the problem sometimes is when my clients are fearful to make that step forward, either to face their own demons when it comes to finances or the fear of being open and upfront, then we don't do anything at all. And that also is not, doesn't work either. So it I guess it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work for anybody, right? Lack of communication just doesn't work in, in not just in finances, but just in relationships in general. But now you add a topic that people are very shameful about. And you guys are going to hear me say this all the time is give yourself grace because when you're hard on yourself, then you create these little stories around it and then nothing really gets resolved. And then the issue becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, especially when he addresses here that he's got $20,000 in credit card debt. If you don't address it, that interest is compiling constantly, right? So now it's going to drive your anxieties even higher because you know that it's gaining interest, but yet you're too scared to tell your spouse and then you're anxious all the time. Yes. So that's, that's, that's debilitating. It is debilitating. So I imagine at this point now, the only thing that we can talk about in terms of offering perspective to this writer is, you know, what are some of the resources that are out there? How do we give something that's of value to a person who is already in the midst of it because there is risk risk management is great you know if you are just getting into a relationship considering getting married to somebody and starting a life with them we want to talk about these things right up front yes you know you want to sit down with an advisor or you want to at least sit down with a budget sheet between the two of you discuss the roles yeah and say this is kind of what we're working with. This is the place that we want to go to. What's it going to cost us? What can we afford? So on and so forth. And yeah. then more importantly, if we hit a, a glitch in the road throughout this journey and I find myself overwhelmed, this is the way that I would really love to see your support. 
right? Or maybe these are the things that you can ask when this is happening. So if you're getting into a new relationship, that's great. For this writer, where he is at this point in time, what are some of your suggestions for him, Kathy? Because he's anxious, maybe perhaps I can offer him to pick up the audiobook Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, to understand maybe where why where and why he's got these anxieties around money because right. I think when he can start to understand where his anxieties come from he might be able to give himself a little bit of grace to be able to open up to his spouse right because right? it sounds like he does want to open up but something's stopping him sure so I don't want to make that suggestion and say hey just be open and honest and then that's overwhelming just to hear absolutely and then it's going to make him not want to move forward even more so there's that option or there's an option to talk to an advisor get some information and perhaps then give himself some ammo and solutions before speaking to a spouse saying hey look I'm ready to be open and honest I suck with finances whatever that conversation looks like and I took it upon myself to visit an advisor so that we can fix it yeah I love that I love that so much. In management, when I used to manage a business, the thing that I would say to my staff constantly was don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions. Right, right. So possibly having some of that in your back pocket and knowing that you've already done your due diligence to research, to figure out what some of the options are around resolving the debt is going to provide a little bit more confidence. Yep to this writer. So if he's listening, I I do want to say this. I totally empathize with what's going on for you in your situation. Uh, I myself just know how frustrating and how diminishing it can be when we find ourselves in debt and we don't know what the options are out there. But I also know that if you can find resolve enough to speak to an expert who can give you some sort of guidance, yes, it makes it a lot easier and more comfortable to talk to your spouse about it, to say that right. I have done the work. I'm not just coming here yeah. and handing you the crap that I wasn't able to, to, to manage on my own. Yeah, So for sure. I love that. Because you, you said the confidence piece, right? Nothing gives you more confidence than actually having the knowledge, right? Yes. So when you have the knowledge, when you know better, we've heard of the saying, when you know better, you do better. Yes, Right. So the last option I would obviously recommend would be just come clean. But um, that's would be the last option. I think the first two options that I offered earlier might be a better solution. But I don't know where where this this writer is at right now. Yeah, that's so those fair. would be my three solutions. That's fair. I love that. But the third one, too, you can still maybe even go a step further to give yourself that confidence. Like, hey, I have, you know, come out clean and then just to say, hey, I've set up an appointment for both of us to see the advisor, something like that. Right. So then it's inclusive. Yes. Yes. And and before we round off this episode, I do want to say this other thing that I find to be very helpful when it comes to any sort of uh, challenge in a relationship. And that is. When you go and speak to your partner about the issues that you're facing, whether it has to do with finances or not, the thing is to be very cognizant of how you want to be supported. Because I think that it makes it really challenging for the other person when they don't know what you want out of it. Right, for sure. Right? And And how do we avoid having this repeat 
in the future. So it could be a sense of having a list of self-care items, having a list of ways that I like to be supported and what are yeah. some of the signs and symptoms of when I'm struggling so that you know it's not about you. It really right. is more about me and how how I would like to overcome it is this. You know, what can you do? What do I need to do for myself in those moments? So that would be my takeaway from this whole thing when I look at the finance piece for this particular writer is just to say that, you know, before you go to your wife and talk to her about all of this, one, have the solutions at hand or the possible solutions. And then two, really be clear on how you want to be supported moving forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Support is huge. My biggest takeaway would be, again, obviously, I will always say this, is give yourself grace. You need to forgive yourself first before you can move on to the next step. Yes. And arm yourself with the knowledge. Mm -hmm, For sure. Arm yourself with the knowledge because knowledge is what's going to give you even more confidence to push forward. Yeah, that's excellent. You also mentioned two books during this episode and for our listeners... Every time we mention a resource or a book or whatever it is, it's going to be in our uh, podcast description. So just take a look there. And if you're not already following us on social media, you can find us at Rossum underscore parenting because we'll always have updates on when our next podcast comes up, what this topic is going to be and any news uh, around what we're doing. So stay tuned for all of that. Yeah. And just a reminder that every Wednesday at 10 a.m., Pacific Standard Time. We have a new episode launching. Until next time, guys, parenting is raw. It's awesome. It's rawsome. Awesome.